I would if I knew it. Speaking of DJ, we got one tonight. Did you hear? I did not. DJ uh, Mixed Master Bates. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. He uh, did a lot of sucking in my front yard today <laughs> of the leaves. It's blowing. Well, blowing and sucking. <laughs> See? I mean, he knows his talent. Uh, Jack hey. of all trades. <laughs> 100 bucks is 100 bucks, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> all right, episode 38. Wasn't that good? Yeah. Dude, I told him. All right, 38. Go check out the website, <laughs> threestarrecruits.com. Check out this podcast app on Spotify. Check out the other podcast. When it works, our host site is down right now. I can't even upload anything. I had a daily DFS units recorded this morning and wouldn't upload. So go check that out. Go check out the website. So, yeah, he shows up this morning. We're also on YouTube. <laughs> shows up this morning. At, well, I texted your boss. Your boss texted me. Hit the bell for notification. Though. Yeah. So your boss texted me. He goes, I'll send over bright and early. And I said, well, I'll pay you. Just, he goes, well, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, are you sending Taylor? And he said, yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just give him the money. Then he's going to either be at my house or he's going to be at my house in the morning. <laughs> so they get here. If your boss is listening to this, you did more than you needed to do. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, he does not. <laughs> uh, yet. He, well, anyway, <laughs> I, I sent him a text and hey, I, I paid him. So he's got your money. He's like, did they do a good job? I'm like, yeah, they did more than he needed to do. So we had the tree out front, chopped it down, and it was just a big brush pile. And this, this happened while we were in the hospital with the baby. So yesterday I went out, trimmed up all the brush. My dad showed up, hauled it away. The tree that was cut down was a small tree. You guys have all seen it. It doesn't have those kind of leaves on it. But somehow I have eight trees worth of leaves in my front yard. And every yard around me and down the block has no leaves. And I was telling Russ the story. I'm out there yesterday picking up the brush, and the wiener across the street comes wandering over, and he goes, yeah, man, I never really liked that tree anyway. And I'm like, really, pal? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. You're always like, you kind of missed out on the, uh, you know, curbside loose leaf. You're only doing back down. I'm like, yeah, I, sorry, man, kind of busy. Just had a baby. We're, we're a tad busy. He's like, yeah, I was telling my wife, if you're really bad for those people down there, they got all those leaves in their yard, no tree. I looked around, I looked around I'm like, Dude, you got four trees in your yard right now. They're the tallest <laughs> ones on the block. You're a house and a half from me. Where do you think these came from? <laughs> so I threatened to, when discussion with my dad yesterday, I said, I'm going to take all these leaves, blow them back in his yard with my leaf blower, and I'm going to stand out there in the morning and sip my coffee and look at him and be like, looks like you got a leaf problem over there. <laughs> when I come over here and harass me while I'm working. But yeah, thanks for picking up my leaves this morning. I appreciate it. Two things. One, I told you, you need a fence. And number two, no, don't get a fence because then they blow in and then they don't go out. That's what happens in my call, backyard. He's going to call me either way, <laughs> which easier. leads me to number two. Quick, shameless plug: if you're in the southern <laughs> tier, Lewis Lawn and Landscape, give us a call. We're on Facebook. We have a website. There you go, shameless plug. No free ads, but I'm pretty sure I got a discount. So it all works out in the end. <laughs> Keep me busy. Yeah, <laughs> Lewis Landscaping for all your. Uh, your gardening needs? That's L-E-W-I-S, yeah. if you wondering. Also, I heard through the grapevine they're providing any service come, like, summer when it gets warmer. He's going to do it shirtless in a Speedo, depending on who calls. Sign me up. You got to be 65 <laughs> and have tits like a windsock. I, don't worry. I have permits for these guns. I do. Speaking of guns, permits, Speedos, I want to go into, like, a sex ed class here, but... We talk about Greg Norman's hammer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, mm. You know, you guys send me this picture and you're saying, "Look at his hammer," and 
All I notice is the six pack. You guys are looking at that, and I'm like, look how shredded this dude is. What does that say about you guys? Dude, that thing was looking at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. I said that's amateur shit. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. It was like a baby's <laughs> arm holding an apple. I texted my buddy. I was like, I was like, dude. Now I know why he does nude photos, and he goes, now you know why we don't. And he does those nude photos and he covers them up, so he's got to have big hands. Right. <laughs> I read a tweet earlier that said, no wonder Greg Norman's got so many wives, he split them all in half. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, should we get in the meat of things yet? Or? Pun intended. We just did. <laughs> <laughs> we just did. You don't want to talk about it? We just talked about it. All right, we can talk some sports, I guess. If you want, let's talk about Joey Burrow. How much does that suck? It's not good. So I bring it up because it sucks, but I want to ask you guys there's more there to his knee damage than they expected. Like it's ACL, MCL, meniscus, and other structural issues. Technology today is you'll have surgery, walk on, and he'll be good to go. But they're saying he should sit out next year. What do you guys think? I mean, well, it's normally what, eight to 12 months, anyways. Um. See, I don't. I don't think he'll be ready. To start the season anyway. Hey, right. That, that was yeah. my thought. I mean, even eight months from now, it's <clears throat> July. They're already in training camp, so I don't and think it's bad for him to sit out. No, no. And I I heard somebody else say that that it was worse than expected, but I don't know. I kind of expected it. I mean, his leg folded up into the shape of a, a C. Yeah. Which isn't usually good. But still, for an ACL and MCL, I mean, there's other damage there though. They said there's structural damage. If there's, I guess I get it then. I was going to say, if it's just the ACL and the MCL, that shit's basically outpatient at this point. It is. In six weeks, you expect him back. I, I don't know why you'd be questioning anything about next season. Well, but if there's yeah, structural, wanna, that's kind of a loose because term. Because you paid him a lot of money. I say you're, he's your franchise quarterback. Yeah. You don't want to bring him back and then have something happen. No, I'm not advocating for a quick comeback. I'm just saying, like, the speculation of down the line, I mean, he'll figure it out. I mean, you out. got – and he's – I forget. I didn't, I didn't forget what Lego even was. It was his left. Left, like, so he's kind of he's not really using as much on that because he's right-handed. Mm-hmm. But there's still any little thing, any guy that rolls into him in the pocket yeah, that leg's going like forward that, every time right. he throws the ball. As soon as he steps with that leg, if someone hits that, he's just hurting. Can you head. look up over there? I I forgot to do it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh the guaranteed contract of a number one pick. I thought it was like thirty-five million or something like that. No, I think it's. Um, I thought it was like forty-five or fifty. It could be. I yeah. remember Bradford got he got the last, the biggest one, which was like sixty. Dude, talk about a guy that finessed the NFL teams. Yeah. So I think he got sixty, but I thought it was closer to fifty for number one overall. I looked that up because it because it used to be like top ten. Yeah, there's guarantees. Whatever, but I think it like the first ten picks are now all different, and then it then it's like you know ten to the rest of the first round right. and whatever. And it's I think it's guaranteed money around that rookie contract. Yeah, because I looked up Josh Allen the other day because I'm like he's got to be talking about soon because you know he's talking the whole, all the donation stuff happened for his grandmother in a hospital, which by the way ended up being like six hundred seventy five thousand dollars, something crazy. But he was talking about I don't want to leave Buffalo, so it got me thinking. I'm like, when is he? When's he up for a contract? He's still got another year, and his current yeah. contract's like twenty-one million. Yeah, it's always four, right? Four and a team option. So you guys are looking for the highest guaranteed contract of the year, right? No, 
no. uh, or NFL first, first, the overall first pick in the NFL draft. Gotcha, contract. gotcha. I was going to say because Joe Burrow currently has the highest what? guarantee at $36 million for okay. four so years. So that's probably it. Yeah, that's he's the number one pick. So I, I have no problem him sitting out just for the fact that like you use a franchise quarterback, and I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here. I'm not trying to be. I've always been an advocate of if you draft somebody in the NFL like a quarterback, like you play them. Like you, you don't do this like sit, watch, you know, for two years. Just like mm-hmm. if you're going to suck, let the guy go out there and get reps. I feel like in this case it's a little different. The guy's got half a knee now. Yeah, but then we're talking about another first-round pick. Right. They're 2-7 and seven right now, so, you know, go out and get somebody else to help him out, whether it be a role player or a defensive player. Is it $36 million? Yeah, it's Joe Burrow followed by Chase Young at a close $34.6 million. Sorry, yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, I think it's, like, different for everyone, but, I mean, $36 million guaranteed. Yeah. So, I, I'm good. I think he should seriously consider sitting out one more year. And it's even worse that happened in Washington, right? Oh, my God. Just Alex because Smith. of Alex Smith. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of is because I don't know what I was listening to, but they were questioning, like, if you were on the other side, would you go over and, like, you know, like pat him on the shoulder and stuff? And a lot of guys were saying, oh, McLaurin played Ohio State, and he knew him. But I'm thinking, no, they're probably doing this because they just saw it happen to Alex Smith, you know, two years ago. And it could be you. Right. So I I think when something that's serious, I don't think it matters who it is. They're going to. This guy yeah, over here. That guy's laughing. Yeah, Stab Boy's got something over Probably just got a Snapchat from somebody. Is it a hammer? <laughs> it's not a hammer. It's more of a nail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm okay with him sitting out. I think it might be a good idea. They're 2-7. They're going to get a good pick this year again, unless they've traded it away. But I don't think they have, so. Maybe get somebody on the defensive good. side and make some spend some money. you got a good future there in Cincy, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Some offensive linemen to. Yeah, protect him. I mean, he's been taking a beating this year. I wasn't that shocked when I got the notification. I mean, the guy's taking a beating this year. That's why even there was a – I was listening to him mic'd up with him, I think, a couple couple weeks ago. Because he took that shot. I don't know what it was, like week five or six. He took that shot when he didn't slide. And a couple weeks later, he slid, and it was the most awkward-looking slide in the world. And he got up, and the ref ref looked, and he goes, I learned last week. (laughs) It was just the most awkward-looking slide. He's like, I got to practice. Yeah. Speaking of rookies, your boy, too. I got the old yank. Got the old. My, uh, my boy, too. Got the old stage hook. <laughs> he needed him out of it. there. Oh, yeah. It's about, been, about time they just. I don't, he shouldn't have been in there in the first place. But. I don't dislike the guy, but I've been just burying him on the other podcast and not like for personal reasons. I'm like, I'm just, I'm more tired of like everybody. That's why I hate like Syracuse sports and I live here. I get tired of when he else like driving <laughs> down my throat. Like Syracuse is average, okay? Take it easy. He had one good year, mellowed like three in his backpack that he never took to class. <laughs> he just used it for the basketball court. But I'm like, two is not. I mean, they won their first game, first two games because of defense. Three. Well, yeah, I would say first three they won. Yeah, I mean, his, all, all three of his wins yeah. were because of I'm like, defense. Just, just pump the brakes a little bit on this guy. And then and obviously, Fitz still loves Buffalo because he helped blow that game late. So it was good. Oh, yeah, he came in just to INT <laughs> real quick. <laughs> two things. One, it reminds me, what you just said, reminds me of the Connor and Mayweather fight. Why is he even carrying a backpack he can't even read? Number two. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Gave a good joke. Now I lost my train of thought. We'll come back to it. That's great. <laughs> nice. Oh, I remember already. That was quick. Facts don't care about your feelings. 
you're saying it's not personal. If he's not playing to the level that they said he was going to play to, there's no reason to apologize for it was, on it. It was more of like social media talking about how good now the Dolphins are so good now and two, and I'm like... Yeah. The, the, the they first, put him into the Bryson DeChambeau box almost, right? Like the, It was close. That's a tall box. To it's get a tall on. box, but you, yeah. you get where I'm going. Yeah. Two is not very tall either. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, their defense, I think overall in the season, they're like number like two or three. Yeah, they've, the they're, last like five, six weeks have really stepped it up. Yeah, their defense is crazy good right now. I mean, they were they were the leading factor of the, his first week playing of them scoring, I think, 21 of their 28 points. I think they had three or four – in those three games that he, the first three games he won, I think they had four defensive touchdowns, a special teams touchdown, and they had like four drives, like less than 30 yards. Yeah. They had two drives that were one yard because they blocked punts. So even if you get zero there, you're kicking a field goal. Right. They, they, their defense was that's crazy really impressive in yeah. the last four to five weeks. And that's not just a fluke game. That's a consistent thing that they're putting it's, out. The last it, few weeks. Yeah. The last wow. few weeks, it's been like that. <clears throat> Need to yeah. see more of that in uh, the north side here in Buffalo area. The, the Bills gained ground last week. Everybody lost in the NFC. <laughs> right. They didn't play in there. <laughs> My own 16 bet's still alive, by the way. Thank you, Jets. Keep that up. It'd be tough. That's another barn burner this week. Who do they got? Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins should win. They should. <laughs> yeah. Every team should win against the Jets. Yes. <laughs> You're damn right they should because I got money on it. <laughs> I need them to go 0-16. Um, let's see what else we had. There's what's coming up this week. Tyson's fighting. Uh, you guys gonna watch that? Uh, Probably not. Nope. There's a paywall, right? It's on pay per view, right? Yeah. I heard, I heard they like broke pay per view records for yeah, pre sales. He said he put something out yesterday. I also was heard that Mike and Mike made a comment that like nobody wants to see a 50 year old man with a shirt off. And I'm like, have you seen pictures of Tyson lately? He does not look 50. And did I read something? I I haven't looked much into it. That they can't knock each other out. It's yeah. an exhibition well, fight, yeah. so they're not supposed to something to that extent. It's like this a gentleman's fight, purely for money. Purely for money. There's because I saw bad. Like, does it go eight rounds? And I was like, well, if they can't knock each other out, then I assume it goes the eight rounds. Yeah, or how else would it end? <laughs> right. It's, it's a low key, <laughs> low key sparring <laughs> match. Probably That's probably what you're going to see. Won't be surprised if it ends in a draw. <laughs> Therefore, no, I will not be paying to watch that. Yeah, it's not. And it's probably like 120 bucks. It's one of those things that I'm interested to talk about and hear about, but I don't have enough ambition to reach into my wallet for it. I mean, I'd rather wait the three days and see all the highlights highlights of it than. It's probably what I'm going to do. They'll be on ESPN 10 minutes after the fight's over. (laughs) Having said that, if it goes well and it's exciting and there's another fight, I might be apt to buy that one. It's just. It's too much of an up in the air right now with how this one's going to go to want to really right. get in the pocketbook. Speaking of fight game, I will be buying Poirier McGregor signed oh, January twenty yes. third. Finally official. Yeah, I am looking forward to that one because we're going to yep. see a different Dustin Poirier than we saw the first time we fought Connor. Yep, I'm looking forward to that one. And Connor has one UFC fight in his last three or four years. Fought Cowboy. So yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. Did you watch? Uh, Probably not, because I didn't even order the pay-per-view this past weekend. No, I didn't. Do it. So Mike had a DraftKings lineup, and he's like, I got Mike Perry. I'm like, dude, that guy is off his rocker. Have you seen any of his stuff on social media? No. I know the guy's crazy. He just tweets random shit. Yeah. He tweeted, like, on Tuesday he wasn't going to make weight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
Yeah, Tuesday, like Monday or you Tuesday. Find that like, a bit premature. You ever sat in a sauna, dude? You got dude. plenty of time. Scott, he tweeted like Monday or Tuesday. He wasn't going to make waves. Like Twitter ran. It was like four or five tweets in a row. He just tweets like random shit. Like he's got Tourette's. Not to pick him on Tourette's. Like it's just his stuff doesn't make sense. Like it's the best way to put it out there if you guys understand. He's like words just put together that are not, I don't think they're relevant that go to anything. He brings his pregnant girlfriend to be his corner. It's his only person in the corner. And it's a different girl, I think, from the last time he fought. <laughs> this sounds like straight up CTE. Well, last time he fought in UFC, he actually fought in a bar in Florida after his last fight. Did you ever see that video? No. No. Yeah. Some dude who weighed about, I don't know, 300 pounds. Looked like he just got done eating Polish sausage. I didn't know what's wrong with that. Yeah. Like, stepped to Mike Perry like he was going to do something. I don't think he knew who he was. And Perry just like, he's like, put him to sleep. <laughs> oh, boy. Was last weekend with the one-punch knockout? Um, no, I think that was, you know what I'm referring to, right? I think it was a couple weeks ago. Because I think that was Russell Starr. It's Contender video. Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a kick, wasn't it? What a shame I missed that. No, there was a punch. That Chaos Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chaos Williams. Yeah. Scary. I didn't watch pay per view last just the other night. I heard it was like anticlimactic, so I'll get the next one, maybe. Uh I have a question for you guys. I want to jump back to the NFL, not to just hopscotch here. I'm trying to make this big bullshitting session. Season ends today, NFL. Who's your MVP? Because I'm tired of hearing about ESPN and I have my own opinion. Ends today. Ends today. Who, who do we think wins it, or who? Who, do, who's, who do you think who, is who would be our vote? Who's your vote? Who's your vote? Oh, easy. I don't give a shit what the other journalists, experts, analysts have to say. I want to hear what the Polish kid has to say. I want to hear what uh, the American kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say uh, white chocolate chip. White chocolate chip. <laughs> uh, I think going into this week, one and two were probably Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes. That drive at the end of that game was impressive to beat the Raiders. Yeah. They're 9-1. and one. If I had to vote, I would vote for Pat Mahomes right now. So. so my vote, it'll never happen because I think it's a quarterback-driven league. But mm-hmm. my pick is Delvin Cook. Nine nine games so far. So he's missed. He missed yeah. two games. Yep. Nine games. He's second in the league in rushing, 1,069 yards, and he has 14 total touchdowns, 13 rushing and receiving. See, I wasn't. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's going to be hard for a non-quarterback to win MVP in this league for the next ten years. I think that's a great yeah. point that you just made. So you're right, and yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because it wasn't even on my radar because it is such a QB-driven league. I mean, guys like Russell Wilson have been in the conversation. I think he's exited that circle in the last couple of weeks. Josh Allen's been in and out of that circle. I think he's got to really have a strong push at the end of the year and the Bills got to do something to playoffs. I think, I, was say, I think there's five quarterbacks. Yeah. And but you make a really good point with Delvin Cook. I mean the guy has and playing with a quarterback in my opinion is extremely overrated right. and overpaid. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You just lost to the Cowboys who have the second worst rush defense in the league and you slung at the entire game with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say so I think the five that are probably in the mix right now, obviously Rodgers and Mahomes. Wilson and who'd you say? I can't remember now. Josh Allen. Allen. And then probably Kyler Murray's in there. I would not put Murray in that mix. I wouldn't, but he's probably he throws it and he runs it well. So he hasn't put up good numbers though. This season. They're 
He's fun to watch. Six and four, seven and three. Oh, okay. So he's so fun to watch. Yeah, that, and right, that's probably what people vote on. Is he's fun to watch, excited? but he's not an MVP in my opinion. Just like that, and I'm not being but biased. I, when they I, beat yeah, the I don't Bills. think he's gonna be, but I think he's probably in the mix those top, of those five. Just so my my reaction to the Bills losing on a hail mary was Monday morning, listening to all these people just circle jerk Kyler Murray about how great he was. I'm like. How can you how can you sit back and say they're that great when they went on a Hail Mary? When you know what I mean? It's, it's literally a Hail Mary where everyone knows what it is. And you can't discredit the the Bills for being, you know, although they're not as good as they think they are, like they just lost in a Hail Mary. Because that was a conversation first. It's like, oh well the Bills, are they really that good? They just lost to the it's like, okay, well, are the Cardinals really that good? They just won on a Hail Mary. It's like you can go both sides of that. I just feel like Murray did. You're right though. There's probably gonna be in the conversation for some people. If I had to pick right now, it's probably Mahomes. Going into last week, I would have said Aaron Rodgers. But like Russ said, that that last second drive or last second drive, it's like a minute forty left. And he I think he used like a minute of the time. Right. Yeah. Seven plays. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, he makes it look pretty easy. And the Raiders took cover zero to a whole new level. <laughs> Rodgers makes it look pretty easy too. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun. He's to still I don't know what he has. He has like 30 touchdown passes this year. I think Mahomes has 33 maybe or something like that. They're yeah. both up there, but yeah, yeah, that's the two of them are Mahomes on a warpath right now. Mahomes just threw a second interception this week. It's only two on the year. Delvin Cook statistically makes sense, but I'm definitely a believer that an MVP should come from a playoff caliber team. So they're only four and six. Right. To me, you think about like baseball, a Cy Young award – you know, I can see a Cy Young Award going to somebody on a losing team because that's statistics-based. DeGrom. If, uh, yeah, it's a good example. An MVP, a valuable player, if you take a non-playoff team, take the valuable player off that team, they're still just a non-playoff team. Right. Whereas you can argue if you've got a team that's the Chiefs that are 9-1, and second-best record in football, if you take an MVP off that roster – that may take them down to a non-playoff team that somewhat of a measure of value. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's I try to look at it that way. And if I did it that way, I think I would pick Wilson because they don't have a running game at all. Whereas I think those other teams have a running game. Yeah. They have other things to build around. Seattle really doesn't have anything else. They I was ran the Matt, shit out of it last got, week. Yeah, but they got, you're right. They got Metcalf and Lockett, but – yeah. Without Wilson, that team is not good. Their defense is not good. No, it's terrible. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. right, and that's how people try to look at things, right? If you know, you take this guy off that team, and but you, right, you could say that every year about Trout. If they, if you take him off the Angels, that team is terrible. They're not very good to begin with, mm. but he's he's you know top three MVP talk every year. Yeah, yeah but he puts. I think like Russ said, I think it's just a weird think, feeling with baseball. Yeah, yeah. Baseball to me is more statistics driven because his at bats don't depend on the rest of the team. Yeah. Unless right. he's hitting but, dangers, he's not knocking yeah, himself still, in. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I to me, it's always felt right to have a an MVP on at least a playoff team. Doesn't necessarily have to be a championship caliber team, but at least team that's playing in the postseason. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I would say it's probably Mahomes. You had MVP. I just think it's hard to argue with the results of the Steelers right now. I think 
throughout my life, which obviously is pretty short. Fraud. I didn't see this coming. Fraud. Fraud. Fraud but, 10 and all. But I want to hear it. Come on. Okay. Play devil's Throughout my for us. life, there's been a few quarterbacks that when you watch them, they're captivating. And it's not because of their play. It's because of their play style. They, they lead the team as if everybody is looking towards them. You had Peyton Manning. Do you remember him standing behind the line? It felt like. It felt like he was in the military commanding an audience behind him. What happened here? I don't know. Oh, I pulled my headphones out. Sorry. Swinging my arms, getting too into it. Then you've got guys like Favre that also lead, and they're gunslingers. You've got guys like Aaron Rodgers, too, that when they stand at the line, you feel like they're commanding the entirety of the team. And I feel like it's hard to look past that. You you guys say fraud about calling the Steelers a, a great team or calling Ben Roethlisberger the MVP, but I feel like... Regardless of his play, the way that he stands at the line and commands the field is worth the MVP to me. I didn't say fraud. I mean, at the end of the day, your your record is the only thing that matters. And yeah, they're ten and all. They are ten and, and all. I just to me that is a a good example though that kind of supports what I was saying. I wouldn't pick Roethlisberger, but he was injured last year, right? And they went eight and eight, and now you put him back in in the and the team, and they're ten and all all of a sudden. Spin your mic. Make sure it's on all the way. Yeah, I only yeah, got him in one ear, but it could be my headset. I, I don't only know. have everybody it, in one ear. I, I'm, I'm hearing you fine. Yeah, right, I got you. Yeah. yeah, I only got him in one ear. Yeah. So they've only beaten three teams with a winning record so far. <laughs> no. So I, 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 It's not their fault, though. Right. Well, right. It isn't that, their right, fault. That's, right, that's right. They've played the NFC East, which obviously is down. That NFC or the AFC North isn't great. Um. You can't Besides pick who you play, yeah, but right. in theory, they have but played a fairly they've, weak. They've played weaker. a weaker. They have a they have a tough stretch the next. Yeah, well, I shouldn't say tough, but they play some decent teams coming up. So whatever you did, there worked. I just unplugged and re- oh, unplugged and replugged my headphones. That's weird how it impacted mine though. That's weird. Yeah, that is odd. Um, because the you can use that argument to say so. Like the Ravens were a playoff team last year. Why are they not? Ten and zero, or you know, I know they played the Steelers, but I kind I, I kind of hate the schedule arguments because it's yeah. the Steelers didn't choose their schedule, and why is the rest of their division not nearly undefeated? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Like it's you can't pick who you play. You just yeah. can't. Like some year that schedule might be tough, and if you threw that same schedule in there another year, it might be the easiest schedule in the world. Yeah. They, they've got, I'll say, three tests coming up. I would say they got the Bills in three weeks, then they got the Colts. Week sixteen, and then they're at the Browns. Week seventeen, which that game could mean Steelers are probably in. That that game could mean a lot for the Browns. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. You know, does do the Steelers? Because Steelers could right if say the Bills beat them, and or Bills or Colts beat them, them and the Chiefs are both sitting with one loss potentially. So that that could be for home field and a bye. And I still want to. S- and I know you can't pick your schedule, but I do want to see them play a quality team. And they they squeaked it out against Baltimore the first time. Same with the Titans. And the Titans, who have a pretty solid defense. But they also squeaked it out against Dallas, which was kind of concerning. So I, I do want to play them. I want to see them play somebody of quality. Same with Texans and Broncos were one score games. They've definitely had a lot of so. games where it could have gone either way, and we could be, you know, they could be six and four right now. Right. That's just the NFL. I mean, you got to – I think I looked up the stat one time. And it was like the number of games won. And, like, it was the Eagles. I'm sorry. It was Carson Wentz. The number of games the Eagles lost by less than a score since he's been a quarterback is, is ridiculous. 
my tune has changed on Carson Wentz. I still think he needs to be yanked out of there. They need to make a change. But yeah. we're not going to see that because Doc Peterson won't. But it's neither here nor there. So I got another question for you guys. So I was looking up. So I texted you guys. I wanted to talk about a guy that we hate and a guy that I love. Where do They're you the think? Same guy? No. <laughs> two, two. It could be. Is it one guy? <laughs> We've all said we hate him. Yeah. Yeah. None of us like this guy. And then there's a guy that I want to compare him to. Okay. I love. Okay. Don't you put words in my mouth. I was going to say, I'd like to know who this guy is. <laughs> I'm going to live my life. Um, Where do you think Tampa is this year if Jameis is a quarterback? They're 7-4 and four with Brady. <laughs> Shit his pants over there. <laughs> that came through just fine in my headset, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is why I was wondering. I've never said I hate Brady. All right. We dislike him. Okay. I don't like Russ. Technically, he's ever seen that either. <laughs> To me, I've always, side note here, I've always equated Brady to Derek Jeter. Okay. Guys that were on these historic winning franchises have tons of championships, play it the right way, and we just hate them because they're on a team that we hate. If Brady was doing the same shit, and Jeter did the same shit on the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, I wouldn't give a shit. And Brady was a <laughs> an Arizona Cardinal and, and had six rings. Would you hate him? No. You know, for a split second there, I think I was like, wow, Russ just convinced me why I hate Tom Brady. It's not because he's a football player. But then I realized I still hate him because I think he's a bitch and he wears Uggs. Mm. Ugg argue, right. It's the Ugg argument yeah. for me. Every time, every day of the week. But so, no, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, so I dislike Brady because he was the Patriots quarterback and it's a Bills rival, right? Right. I don't, I don't know. And I think right, Jameis wouldn't have improved on, would he have improved on his 9 million interceptions from last year to this year? So my point with this is Tampa's defense is last year they were third worst defense in the league and now they're like fourth best. So their defense is entirely turned around. And last year, and I don't know, because you can't really look up offensive line stats. You can. Well, it's it difficult to kind of compare. I'll show you how to do it, but yes. Jameis got sacked 47 times last year, and Brady's only been sacked 15 times so far. So I don't know if the offensive line is better as well. But obviously we Wait, also know that Brady. Say that stat again. Jameis got sacked 47 times last year, and Brady's <laughs> been sacked 15 this year. Here's what I think some of the differences. One, we haven't played a full season. Well, uh, even though there's a big disparity there, the other one is we know from watching Brady for years that dude will fold up and throw the ball right, away. That's what I say he throws the ball yeah. away a lot. He's smart in yes. throwing the ball away. He so, and he leads the league in like last year in intentional, intentional groundings. groundings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you think they're right? They're seven and four with Brady. Do you think they're six and five with Jameis because their defense has improved so much? Because they haven't really. It's not like they've they really dominated the. So I, I looked at their schedule and their wins. The only one I could see them flipping around was them destroying the Packers. Okay, that's the only game I could see that would have changed in that. Well, Statman Tackleus and Russ and I got an answer. I like that question. Though. Thanks for bringing it. I like the question too, and I don't want to stray too far from it. But I think it's important that we that we maybe think about we're comparing Winston, who's how far from the draft? 
two years, three years now? No, much, five. Much further. Is it five? Now. Five or six. Okay. So maybe my point's sort of mute. But where I was going with that is we. it's hard to compare a guy that's fresh into the league to a guy that, like Brady, has, what, 15-plus years now? 20-something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. It's hard to take someone that has that much field presence and experience and accurately compare them to a guy that's borderline rookie. I mean, he's got five years, which is a lot of play time, but it's nothing compared to a, a, a career vet like that. It's sort of apples to oranges. I like the comparison, though. I think we're in a good spot, but keep that in mind. I, I, don't, have, I don't have their record and the scores and stuff in front of me. I think, like with the sack numbers and whatnot, I think there is a lot to be said about a veteran like Brady that knows when to get rid of the ball, chuck it into the third row instead of – like Jameis is – you can talk about the sacks and whatnot, but Jameis is – he had, what, 30-something? 30, 30 picks. 30 interceptions last year. At some point, that comes down to his decision-making and accuracy throwing. And to me, Brady is well above him. Well, that sounds like a field presence issue where Which, he's not seeing it. So well his enough. completion percentage is only about three percent higher than Jameis's was last year. Does that percentage include throwing balls away? Yeah, because they're incomplete. Yeah, they just go down as incompletions. Okay, so, so, yeah, yeah. I would need to dive deeper into that number to understand a little better. If if Jameis only threw two balls per game away. In in uh, into the sidelines, right. whereas Brady throws eight, right? Yeah. That's going to bring his completion percentage down. But and Winston taking a sack play. instead of throwing it away. I have no, I'm not a Winston fan. I have no faith in him. And ironically, this week another guy you wanted to talk about, Taysom Hill. They play him over Jameis Winston, right? So he's third string in New Orleans right now. I I don't know. I'm. I th- is it the crab the legs? difference in the record. <laughs> what's that? Was it the crab legs that did it for you? I, I think the guy's an idiot. I, I really think he's. Yeah, I think he's he a giant moron. Um, it was a crab. I legs. think you only like him because he went to Florida right. State. Yeah. Oh yeah. I almost <laughs> want, you're, I forgot about if, that. You're, you're very biased because he's a Florida State. If Carolina didn't didn't play tonight, I would definitely wear my Jameis jersey. Oh yeah. boy, and see if he. This is a completely different <laughs> rabbit hole here. If he went to Florida instead of Florida State, you would hate the guy. Be like the Brady, and you can't deny that. Yeah, you can't deny that. Right, but I'm just thinking. Yeah, I, I I like Jameis. I like I like somebody that just throws the ball all over, but just throws it. And they do have a better running game this year as well, which which helps them. And I don't know that's a testament to their offensive line right. being better. So, but are you a fan? Of I think him their whole or? team is improved. I yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm wondering how how would this team be pretty similar? With, so let me ask you this. I'm I'm gonna say no. I don't think so. I think Jameis is not a great quarterback. And I think they're in much better shape with, I don't know, with Brady. Can you look up their record last year? So, I guess to sum up your question and tell me if I'm wrong, you want to know if would these weapons on the offensive side of the ball, would Jameis be better off than Brady? Or would Tampa be better off? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, or, yeah, or would they be similar team or worse? Um, I, Brady's underperformed, in my opinion. Brady is a better quarterback than what we're seeing right now. I think there's still a little bit of, I know that the Patriots are not doing well this year. There's still a little bit there where even though Belichick and Brady are not together, they still work well together when they were together. So they knew how to mesh. They worked well together. They had a good business relationship. Yeah. yeah. 
So the answer to that question is they both need each other because they worked well together. So I think there's a little bit of a gap there with Brady trying to figure out a new system because we're, we're seeing Brady now throw the ball he, deeper than he's ever had to throw the ball, Yeah, which and, almost supports my argument that I always said that he's not a deep ball thrower. His yeah. best deep ball threat was Randy Moss. And I looked up his yards per attempt. I didn't look up yards per attempt like through his career. It's, it's, low. it's like 6.8 this year. Yeah, it's yards usually like attempt. four. So I think it was like under five yeah, so I, most I of his career. I looked that up. So do I think they'd be better off? No. I think I'm with Russ here. I mean, Jameis had 30 interceptions last year. You take away 10 of them because a guy dropped a pass or deflected it. He still got 20. And that's a lot of interceptions for an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And Brady's on pace for about 15 this yeah. year. They went 7-9 and nine last year. I mean, it's hard to think that they wouldn't do better than they did last year at this point. And so. they mean, you guys, you got Godwin, you got Evans, you got Antonio Brown who's starting to fall into that mix. You got a better running back now. In my opinion, put Winston aside of like who would be better with this roster, right now the Buccaneers are underperforming as a team because they've got more weapons than I can think of anybody else has in the NFL as far as names, receivers. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. and you're underperforming in my opinion. Yeah. You're, you're losing games. See, I, I've been on this one too and on the other podcast. I think the Rams are frauds. I don't think the Rams are that good. I think they're, they've played well the last two weeks. But I don't think they're that good. Up until the last two weeks, they've squeaked by with some of their wins. And Goff is not this year, last year, has not put up the numbers he did the year they, you know, or performed as well as a team that they did the year they made the Super Bowl run. Yeah. I I would take their defense up against anybody else's in the league though. Maybe right now. Right. For six weeks, probably not. Do you think that goes back to the scheduling thing then? Like what you're talking about, where you can't really hold the team accountable no, for what they're I think coming up against. I think, like anything else in sports, you, you know, you, they didn't have a preseason this year, right? Like I don't, I still feel like you don't see a lot of starters, but coaches might get a, a sense of what work and work doesn't. I think with anything else, like it might take you a couple weeks to figure it out. Whether you win, whether you lose, it's kind of yeah. a flop of the dice, right? You're in the NFL; and, anybody can win. And you could use that same argument to discuss Brady's stats in the first three games of the season too. Right. Minimal training camp and learning no curve. Pre, no preseason yeah. with an entire and you new got, franchise. You got teams preparing for Brady. I mean, he looked good the first few games that season, right? Uh you got teams preparing for Brady that they saw in Tampa with those receivers, with those targets, him throwing less than five yards a throw. And now you're trying to prepare for a Brady that's throwing deep routes to Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown. Yeah, even he's he's he just looks off. Yeah. Even the the last pick he threw on Monday night was ten yards too far. It was and obviously it was I don't know, thirty five, forty yards downfield, but it was about ten yards too far. He's just overthrowing guys or under. And I think even the other pick he threw was nowhere near any of his he overthrew whoever his it was. receivers. Yeah. Yeah, it was now nowhere near. It was just a Rams guy just standing there. So the funny thing so, is it was like I'm with I understand where I'm with Russ. I hated Brady because I was a Bills fan, and he played for the Patriots. I still think the guy's a Hall of Famer. He can't take away his Super Bowl rings, his success. Correct. The resume's there, period. If I'm being completely unbiased, I've always been a person that said, Tom Brady's a system quarterback. People don't like to hear that, but I think that's what we're learning right now, is Tom Brady was a system quarterback in New England. I mean, the year Brady tore his ACL, what, week one? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Matt Castle hadn't thrown a touchdown since high school and came in and led him to ten wins and went to the playoffs. I was, a, I was at the Bills game that that weekend. I had season tickets, and they showed that highlight at halftime, and the stadium went crazy, went ballistic. <laughs> but do you see my point? 
Jimmy G came in and looked right. better than he probably actually is, which we're also finding out. He hasn't been that great in San Francisco. There's a good system there. There's good coaching staff there, and Belichick is Belichick, whether you like him or not. And I think what we're finding out is, and I used to have arguments with people who are big Patriots fans. I'm like, he is a system quarterback. The guy can't throw the ball more than 15 yards. And the worst we've seen Brady play in his career this year when he's got receivers, that he's thrown more than 15 yards. Yeah. He's overthrown receivers. He's got accuracy issues. Yeah. And again, I'm not, you can't take away his success, but there was a reason he was a fifth-round pick. Right. But the New England saw value in him, brought him in, put him into a system that worked for them. And they that's what every team should do. The Bills didn't do that last year. They're better at it this year, but they didn't do it. You have yeah. to you have to have an offense around what you have for players. Yeah. Not force players to yes. play an offense that you like. Right. You know what I mean? Cole Beasley's not a deep route receiver, so why are we running streak routes with Cole Beasley? That used to piss me off last year. Cole Beasley has been a slot receiver, crossing route. And then when they when they brought in Diggs, that helped. I was when it has. Beasley runs the slants, Diggs runs the deep routes. You had John Brown run some deep routes. You got those other wide receivers that run those underneath routes, and that's been huge for Josh. Yeah. Josh isn't trying to air it out all the time. Back to Brady. I think we're seeing the worst we've ever seen Brady, even though they're still winning, but he's also throwing the ball farther than five yards of throw. I digress and rant. Sorry to hop right <laughs> on top of you, but is it not a pleasure to watch Diggs lately? He's he's become one of my favorite players in the he's league. He's the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion, it's right now. It's so much fun to watch him. The best wide receiver in the league right now. I'm glad it's working out for Buffalo. I'm glad it's working out for him. I'm still pissed off that Minnesota held on to him last year when he tried to come to Buffalo to make yeah. a playoff run. They wanted to trade for him. I find it hard to believe we won't see him in this franchise for a lot of years to come with the the co- cohesiveness between the QB and him. I think you will. When you see that many plays yep. every game, it, that guy's not going anywhere. Well, you and I nice. remember beginning of the year, I was ordering a New Jersey. I'm like, what should I order? Should I order a Diggs? You're like, yeah, I don't know if he's going to stick around. You don't know. Yeah. You know, is he yeah, going to be unhappy hard. again? It, yeah, it really depends. And, but, yeah, I think they're getting along chemistry-wise. And, obviously, Brown and Beasley only have another year left on their contracts. So, actually, Brown may have one more. Maybe Beasley doesn't have one. I forget if they were two or three. But I'd hang on to Cole Beasley. Yeah. And I would seriously consider shopping John Brown. Right. Just because yeah, of injury I, issues. I forget if they were both three years contracts really? or one was two, one was yeah, three. Yeah, John's got some he – was, he was good last year because he was he was technically the one guy, right? You got to throw it to somebody. Yeah. This and, year and he's think, had yeah, and flashes of brilliance, right. but he's getting hurt. And I think Gabe Davis coming in is yes. I think he's the same player. He's got a little more. Yep. Get something. To him. Get so something it just from seems John. Premature Brown. to me to think to get rid of Brown. Like, injuries happen. It, it seems hard to hold it against them. Right, but Brown and Diggs are. They're I don't, similar. I don't, I don't want to say the same player, but. They're very similar in stature, everything. That makes sense. Is it, it's, if you know, that's your argument, I can get behind that. But if it's that he's had injuries and whatnot, I don't like to look at that because you say flashes of brilliance. Now, if he's willing to come back and say, oh, give me two years at 15 or $16 million, at the end of the right. day, At the end of the day, it comes down to money. It's business. It's business. Here's what I'd like to see Buffalo do is I'd like to see him, and I, I still go back two years ago, DK Metcalf was sitting on the board, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was texting you during the draft. I'm like, dude, they need to take this kid. I'd like to see Buffalo get a, a bigger wide receiver to compliment Dix. It's been a long time since I had a big, big receiver. wide receiver. They're Whoa. just few and far between. I've been, I've seen John Brown. You probably have and all these guys in person. They're midgets. Yeah. They're absolutely Brown, midgets. Brown's like 5'10". They are tiny, dude. Yeah. Or <laughs> grab a nice 
big athletic tight end. Last yes. year, the, last year the Bills' tallest receiver was like five ten, five eleven. Yeah. Okay, but what's Davis the, is like what's the weight so? on one of those guys? They're still NFL players. They're, they're gotta tiny. be big guys, one, probably right? like one seventy. They're tiny, dude. What? Yeah. yeah. You'd look, think they'd still look, be kind of like beefy guys. No. no. Look know? up look up Diggs or Brown. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna look up Stefan. Brown would meet a booster seat <laughs> sitting over that table you're sitting at. <laughs> uh, I, nothing against him. He's, you know, I think he's a but now's the time when you try to get something for right. him. I'd like to see like and Rick Russ said, get a really good tight end. Diggs is listed at six four at one ninety one. I got him at 194, so yeah. I, not, a, not a small guy by any means. I mean, if I'm at a bar and he's six foot 194, it's like... Mm, Look up DK Metcalf. Do I want to fight <laughs> this right. guy or not? Yeah, he's a monster. Did you guys see the, the meme that there was a, showed Metcalf? Obviously, he's just ripped next to Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> no. And he said, these two guys play the same oh, sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Blankenship's and got his, like, goggles on. Puncher with the goggles <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Rex Packs right now? Dr- dominating I don't know. Sports between him and Tortellini there. That Look was up the Masters. <laughs> hey. 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 He's like 6'4", 250. And that would have been, like, been a nice $2,500. <laughs> don't, don't act like you wouldn't have. Tortellini. 229. How tall is he? 6'4". 6'4". Yeah. All right, that's a that's so a tank. and he can, and, <laughs> and he looks like he's about and he can six, run six six yeah he's just and he can rewatch like you chase down Buda yeah. Baker a few weeks yeah. ago. Dude's got moved. all right. So if we flip the question a little bit, erase what's already happened. They're seven and four. They're should be a playoff team. And if you're a Bucks fan, you're assuming you're in the hunt for trying to make a run at a Super Bowl. I don't know that you can answer this without throwing your bias out the window a little bit, but. If you had to pick a starter for them going forward, would you pick Brady or Jameis? Mm. Given the team they have right now, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Well, if you're trying, I'm taking Brady because you're he's got the playoff experience. Winston doesn't have any playoff ex, maybe yeah. a game. I don't know. I don't know if they've ever made the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know that. But okay, because experience ultimately takes over, right? Yeah. In yeah. the playoffs, yeah. so you got to take Brady. Yeah. I still think that uh, I just think they've underperformed as a team. He's got more weapons now than he's ever had in his life. Yeah. And I, ever. So Godwin's obviously he missed like four games this year, but he's on pace for about the same. And Evan or yeah, Mike Evans on pace for about twenty to thirty less catches than he had last year. Yeah, but you have Antonio Brown, Edwards, right. Godwin, and Gronk. Right. Who started to see but, more and it, uh, who was the uh, Right, but Brayton Howard were Pretty good receivers last year. Exactly, so. dude. And they're hurt, and you still have Gronk. <clears throat> I'd, have to, I'd have to check the rosters, but he had some pretty good years in New England, though. We had, with, we had, with Gronk and Randy Moss. and uh, We had Wes, Wes Welker, Welker and Amendola. Yeah. But those guys fit a system. Okay, yeah. but they're still pretty good weapons for him to be throwing. To right, them. but I'm saying skill-wise, I would take Godwin and Evans over Amendola and Welker. But they also are different type of receivers. Yeah, they're different receivers. Yeah. So, can we go down a, just a quick, a little rabbit hole here? I haven't been a, a NFL fan for all that long. A few years, I've, I've been dabbling. Now I'm starting to get a lot I don't more. Blame you. Lived in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Hey, Thanksgiving Day, baby. That, hmm? <laughs> yeah, That's no another blowout. Wormhole. <laughs> Annual uh, blowout. The sweet halftime show, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the Bucks, right? That's correct. When's the last time the Bucks went to the Super Bowl? Anybody know? Rob Johnson, baby. That would be 2002. No. When's the last time they went to the playoffs? Wait, was who was the was Trent Dilfer the quarterback? No, I think Rob Johnson was. 
They lost to Brady and the Patriots, didn't they? they Did they wear the cream and white? They played the Oakland Raiders in 2002. Who was quarterback? For the Bucks in 2002. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was Rob Johnson. Were they still wearing the uh, the the cream? The uh, no, they might have just gotten the cream the, and whites. They might have just. They gotten, should bring uh, those back. Monday they night they wore those like charcoal graphite. Yeah, yeah, gray. Those, like those those uniforms are so good looking. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. That was the matchup of maybe one of the best uniforms ever and the worst <laughs> Dude, in the Rams. What what, col- what color was that? By the the way? Rams have name <laughs> tags on there. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. square yeah. LA name tags Ram- on their yeah. shoulder, and they went from white to like. Gray water, gray. By the end of the first, yeah, half. I, I was trying to figure out what the hell like color they it was. Washed them. <laughs> like they washed them with like a black T-shirt, or like, yeah, it's just go with it. So in 2002, Brad Johnson was oh, the QB. I said Rob, oh. but I meant Brad. Uh, that's the last time they've been to the playoffs at all. Was the year they went to the Super Bowl? In 2002. Prior to that, they lost in the first well, they had round. A sick defense. On they the lost the year before that in the first round. They missed the playoffs Warren all Sapp, the way right? back to... Sap, Derek Brooks. Yeah, they had a hell of a defense. John Lynch. Wait, 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 though, guys. 1982, they lost in the first round. Barber. Like 1981, they lost in the Ronde first Barber, round. Barber, I believe, was there. All the way back to 1976, they missed the playoffs, except for 1979, they won the first round. They've won the Super Bowl once and have never won another playoff game except once in 1979. I would take one Super Bowl win as a Bills fan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm just I I would take one. So, uh, a, uh, another guy that Russ mentioned, Taysom Hill. What'd you guys think? I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I just saw I the highlights. I didn't watch it either, but I could tell you that I sat in tough weekend DraftKings, man. Yes. Dude. It was looking Duke good. Duke Johnson, you are dead to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, I sat in on the, the call. A meeting between our men mm-hmm. and the conversation finally got to the point where they were talking about Taysom Hill and the kid's like you know what fuck it they get within three yards he's running the ball in he is running the ball in and for the yeah. price we're taking him I'm like solves quarterback conversation <laughs> now does it and he did he ran in two he had two runs he yeah. didn't throw much but yeah I didn't watch any of that game but he is technically a backup quarterback and he got the win with the starter hurt to me, that's your job. So, so you know. say he wins. I don't know. I'm going to make this up because I don't know exactly what week they play. But say he wins the next two weeks as well, and he's three and zero, and Breeze is kind of ready to come back. KC is coming to town. I think it's in three weeks, maybe maybe four weeks. Do you play Breeze or do you leave Hill in? If Hills, I don't think Hills. I don't know. I think it's too early to say. You got to wait and see how these weeks shape if, up. If if Hill is three and zero. Then, I would sit sit Breeze play Hill, unless Breeze is one hundred percent. Which I don't know how you can come back to one hundred percent. Eleven either. broken ribs in three. Yeah, weeks. they think he's going to be ready for that. I think it's a Monday uh, night game against Kansas City. You know, you know what cracks me up about that is he has that's broken a good, ribs. That's a good joke. Cracks him. Cracks yeah. you up. He's got uh, he's got broken ribs. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, collapsed lung. I need a second opinion. So he gets a second opinion. Then they find more broken ribs. Um, you're an NFL team. Who's your doctor? Yeah, yeah, really. You guys have an X-ray machine at your facility. <laughs> you didn't see those broken ribs the first time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. To answer so, your question, uh, if Breeze is, I think even if Breeze is 100, percent if they go three and zero, then they're in the playoffs, right? That that basically secure a playoff spot at this point. Yeah, in the I mean, season. and they've got they they beat Tampa twice already, so they've got the tiebreaker over them. So I'd say. 
I'd play Taysom Hill. Yeah. I, I think things are going to get difficult for Taysom the next couple of weeks because now there's film on him. Right, and right, they played Atlanta, who's not good. Yeah. Atlanta's, Defensively, so. Yeah. Atlanta's, New Orleans defense shut them down, but. I really thought Atlanta would score more points, too. So, yeah. That was really bad. But, yeah, there's, there's film on him now. Right, and everybody's been saying Taysom Hill's their next franchise quarterback, but even just, like, watching a few highlights of him throwing, I don't – everybody he made, like, one really good throw, but every quarter, right, every, every NFL quarterback can make one so or two good throws in a game. Can you look up the NFC South right now? We're going into week 11. There's only 17 weeks, right? And you got to buy weeks. So you're going to only gonna play 16 Tam, games. Tampa's got to buy next week, I think. Okay. So even if he wins next week, I'd say if you win the next two games, it you just I mean I would just play him out the rest of the year until Breeze is like you said, hundred percent or better until the playoffs because I've you're had, in. I had these standings up. Already. I think the and I think right the, now they're the number one overall in the NFC. So the I think Saint, they have the buy. The Saints are eight and two. Which yeah. they've won is, six in a row. Yes, that's the best record in that conference. Bucks are seven and four right behind them. But we already talked. That so, might be questionable. So it's not like you can expect them. You can't what, what might be questionable? The the Bucks to make a run on the Saints. Oh. I would say that's questionable. Yeah, but they but really I, have a three game lead because of the tiebreaker. Three or four. Didn't they win the first two matchups? Who won week one? They played each other. No, Saints have won both matchups. Okay. So, now, a, so they've swept that series, so they've got a two game lead. And plus, then they have the tiebreaker, so they've really got a three game lead. Sounds like four in the division. because they won two games over top of them. Plus, they already have a two game. So right now they have like a four game lead. No, because it's just a season series. You sure it's not a five game lead? I think it's a six game lead. <laughs> it's only a three game lead if they're. Why don't we just give them a Lombardi tied. Trophy right now? If they end up, is my math correct? Incorrect there. I'm trying to understand this math. The oh, okay. three game lead. Eight. They're eight yeah, and two. Well, they're two and a half game lead right now. What's what's the Bucks record? Eight, um, seven and four. Seven and four. Okay, so they're a game behind there. So the tiebreaker only matters if they tie. Right. Right. So right now they have a three and, game lead. Right. So yeah, New Orleans has the tiebreaker because they they won the yeah, season. No, series, I understand so. that, but okay. Three game lead right now. I, I don't I don't agree with that logic. Well, three game lead. So if the Bucks it. win their next three games, they have ten wins. If they tie, I I know that, but they're within one game of each other. That only comes into play if they're tied. Three-game lead. Well, I'm saying right now, if the season ended, they'd technically be, because they'd have the tie. Right, never mind. Anyway, I see where you're saying. I see what you're A saying. A three-game lead. So, yeah. No, okay. Bold prediction. Not even that bold. The Saints are going to win the NFC South. <laughs> Flat out. <laughs> yeah, it's not really bold. South. I'm just saying. Well, then they'll probably win the NFC. I mean, I want too. your bold prediction to win the NFC East, then. <laughs> I can't speak to that yet. That's Eagles are not. No, they're not. That schedule is uh, tough. Next, like apparently, if you get a concussion, then COVID, you learn how to play quarterback. <laughs> it's like Christmas vacation. Falls in a while, eyes go across, get kicked by a mule. I don't know. It, you know what? It's almost Thanksgiving. I'll be bold. America's team will win <laughs> the AFC or NFC East. The Cowboys. I. I don't think that's I like a the crazy. Reds, I like the Redskins or Giants, to be honest. I mean, if Andy Dalton comes back and is healthy, I don't hate that. It's prediction. not crazy, but it's just like I don't I'm know. not. I wouldn't put money on anybody in that right now. Who knows? It's a friggin' circus. So we have obviously the Ravens, Saint or Raven Steelers pushed out. I wouldn't go that far. I'd put money on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we know, especially, we know. <laughs> especially like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. 
there's we only have our two typical games tomorrow for Thanksgiving. And none of those teams have a winning record. But the no. most important game there is literally the Cowboys Eagles game. Cowboys Washington Washington football team. That is the most important game because they said whoever wins that is in first place tomorrow. Yeah. I saw a meme today that said the NFL really knows how to make people not want to gather and then it showed <laughs> the two games for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Let's go Lions. Dude, Dude some of the that. worst halftime shows I've ever seen in my life in Thanksgiving were in Detroit. Who was the rapper like two years ago? That's how memorable it was. Because the only thing I remember is how terrible it was. Well, yeah, that's not how I remember. I know Detroit's coming out. He came out and he was singing. There was they didn't dim the lights or anything, so he's just like bright in there. He's got all these little kids like swaying, little kids, and he keeps repeating the same verse over and over. These little kids are like dancing. I'm like, <laughs> this is absolutely terrible. I know what I'm thinking of. It's the uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, Star Spangled Banner, whatever national anthem. Remember that? No. Look that up. Don't thank me because it's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> That's all something. Right. I think that was awesome, Detroit. All right, let's move on to some uh, college basketball, which started tonight. And I've I haven't had a chance. So before we, you said this, there should have been a good game on TV. I almost went into this rant, and I'm going to go into it now. Short rant. Why do I got to search for quality basketball games on a night when there's like 80 games? Do 84 games on the slate today. I don't. Not all of them happened, but and I and everything on like initially. ESPN and like turned it on at like five thirty, six o'clock was like one step above high school. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, there, I there weren't good game tomorrow. By the way, at one thirty. But yeah, there was. I don't think there was any oh, good match. Um, can't tease us like that. Kansas Gonzaga, number one versus number six. Um, yeah, Bay, I think the biggest game today should have been Baylor Arizona State, but Baylor had has had COVID issues, so Arizona State actually played Rhode Island. Rhode Island stepped in last minute, and so the Hurley brothers faced off first time ever. Did you guys see the video that Barstool posted of the seven foot four kid at Purdue? Dude, he. First of all, those kids like I like laugh at him because yes, he's seven four, but as soon as he faces some athletic center, yeah, it's over. Right, but I will say I've seen kids like that, like the freaks are like seven foot tall or whatever, that young, and they're extremely skinny. And although he looks Dude, skinny, he's, he's still got some size on him for an eighteen year old kid that's seven foot tall. You know who he reminds me of? Is Taco Fall? I was Taco. just gonna say this is that height <laughs> argument. But, yeah, Taco Fall is a nobody in the NBA. Right. But he looks bigger than Taco, like, beefy-wise. Yeah, He's but he, I, I feel like he can't move. <laughs> I watch. just saw him, like, dunk and, like, start to run back down the court. And I'm like, this guy can't move. It always plays out the same way every time. Yeah. There's one exception being Yao Ming. Otherwise. He didn't really pan out. I mean. yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'm saying that's the only name I can think of of a guy that's Manuel. seven foot plus that what? really – Shaq, is he? I was going to say. Oh, God, yeah. I was going to say, you better not leave Shaq off that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, put him on the free throw line. Let's talk. (laughs) You won't have to. It doesn't matter. He probably already just dunked on your head to get to the line. (laughs) Yeah, he's, what, 7'1"? Yeah, somewhere right there, yeah. He's the most physically dominant athlete to ever play a sport. I'll I'll throw that out there. Shaq in his prime. Yeah. Over LeBron. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. I had, to, I had to get it in. I had to get it in. <laughs> but I saw the, the only clip I saw of this kid from Purdue was a guard like standing on a three point line. The guy's like guarding him. 
He didn't know what to do with the ball. So he one-handed just threw it at the backboard. And the kid rebounded it. <laughs> dunked it. He just like, here, you get it. Couldn't pass it to him. So I was going to throw it off the glass. I think Purdue just, like, grows those kids. Yeah. Because they've had, I don't think either one's still on the team, but they had, like, two seven-foot, one, seven-two guys. That's like four years. They're all biology students. You get exposed <laughs> to some sort of chemical. And- <laughs> so I have a question for, I'm going to call them your Tar Heels, even though I am a Tar I would call myself Tar Heel fan, they, not they, a hater. They covered. They covered. Did they? Yeah. So I got that one. Sweet. Uh, I watched some of that game, and there's something I picked up in the short time. Who, who is, the, is it the Brooks? Is it Darren? or Garrison. Garrison Brooks? Okay. I've watched, I watched this kid play a half of basketball. He's overrated. He's... Because everything he he's is, gonna get, he didn't, he didn't get double double tonight. Because he is overrated in my opinion well, so far. And I know it's he's a why senior. Is he, yeah, why is he overrated? Why is he overrated? I don't think he's he's not like a. Did they play someone legit today, or did they college of these, Charleston? No, they played uh, a Joe School the Blind kind of game. Yes, okay, halfway decent. Which we'll get into though, those games but, as well. Why is he overrated? Because yeah. every he, time he's in the game, the camera was always on him. He'd run up on the court, he'd well, zoom in on him. They talk about him. They talk about him. Like, well, the kid is sloppy as fuck. Yeah, but they're he they're zooming out because he is he was voted ACC Player of the Year, preseason Player of the Year. He averages a double double. I mean, he he's, he's, he's just a, he's not going to be a great NBA player if he even goes to NBA. Well, I was just going to say he's he's, a, he's a he's another Tyler Hansborough. I would take Hansborough over this kid. I think Hansborough had more balls and more guts. This kid's just like a soft bitch out there. I'm sorry, like. I'm not saying he's a bad kid, but like I watched him play tonight, and I'm like, I'm not a North Carolina hater. I, I enjoy watching. I like Roy Williams, I like the teams. I just I watch his kid. And I'm like, these announcers talk about him every chance they can get, and they just zoom in on him. They highlight everything he does, and I'm like, I haven't seen him make one quality play. I watched him miss wide open layups. That's he's going to be a like you said, he's going to be an above average college player, and he's not going to amount to anything. He's going to average do. like twelve and eleven or something. Yeah. And, but. In college basketball, you average a double double, and then you got these freshmen around you that just are studs, and that's the way it goes. I was just, I noticed it because it's all they talked about. I'm like, this kid's not even that good. I'm watching him play, like, he's not even that good. Yeah, he's just going to be a, and I think he was just voted ACC preseason player here because there's no one else to really. Yeah. And the point guard they just picked up, they kids. Caleb Love is good. They've, good. They got, they've got my favorite. That Puff, kid's a basketball player. Puff Johnson. Can't just be tall and be good at basketball. <laughs> Two don't go together. How about Puff Johnson? Who? What a, Puff Johnson. What a name. I'm not going to tackle <laughs> that. Is that a name or a nickname? <laughs> All right, it's I don't know. not better than Precious, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got drafted last week. Yeah. But I got Yikes. something for you guys, though. So, Iona and Hofstra <clears throat> are playing December 23rd. Playing like is this like a they signed a they signed like a three year series and obviously like they're, a bake they're off? close Cooking yeah. brownies yes <laughs> so to decide home court for the three games the mascots played rock paper scissors first of all so Rick Patino is now the head coach at Iona do the mascots have hands what are the mascots um they are the you can't have like a <laughs> Iona gals what the f- what is a gal? It's a sea gal. It's a. If somebody's mascot's sure like a, gal? It's a, a falcon no. and they're playing rock, paper, scissors they're, they're, with a talent. They're in that, the max, the, M, paper. the MAAC. <laughs> that talent's beating all of them. <laughs> it's a Gaelic Irish um, honor towards Iona College. So back it's to the a, question how so do they play rock, the paper, mascot? scissors? And so they just wanted the mascots to play rock, paper, scissors 
to see who got home court because no, I, they would I get home. that. I'm, and then then the Hofstra pride, which is Willie the a lion. But most mascot hands are like <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. The, the gal had fingers. Did they the, like take the lion? I was to play like, so I so I ended up watching <clears throat> the the video of them playing rock paper scissors because that's how interesting. You that send was. that to us. Do you think it was rigged? Um, kind of. Okay. Actually, well, I did I won't it go say to a round three? No, which is what tells me that it wasn't rock. It wasn't rigged because I think they would have went to three right if it was rigged for the excitement. Okay, for but, the hype. Was this so, on pay per view? It should have been. All right. Can you send but, it to us? <laughs> I'll find it again. Thank you. <laughs> you know, but so Hofstra ended up winning the first two rounds, so they got home court first and third year. But do you want to? So Rick Pitino was on the call, and as soon as the the Hofstra won it, he goes, he goes, up, oh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like the greatest idea, but it's it was some entertainment. Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The pride on his face right now yeah. is unbelievable. He couldn't wait to slip that in. So, we've talked about Carolina. Yeah. I'm going to – this has always been a curiosity of mine, okay? So, I'm not, not calling you out here. It's, yeah. a, it's a curiosity. You are a diehard North Carolina basketball fan. Yep. And you are a diehard Florida State football fan. Yes. I always find it weird when people are – Because they're in the same conference. Fans of the sports team instead of, like, a school being affiliated right. with the school. And, yes, they're both in the ACC, and they're rivals. Therefore, yeah. you could argue they're rivals in right in the conference in those sports, and you're on a different side of the fence per sport. How, so, how, did, this, how did this end up like this? Because I, I would think somebody would just be, okay. hey, I'm a fan of North Carolina. Right. Basketball and football, or Florida State. Yeah, so this is gonna be weird, I guess. Uh, I, 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 I honestly <laughs> don't know how I became a Carolina fan. I have no idea, but it's I don't know. Been twenty five years. I Was don't know. the Duke North Carolina rivalry? No, I don't even think. I think so. I moved to very southern Virginia on the North Carolina border when I was ten, and I think from like that point on, I don't know if it was. Obviously, Carolina was a very good team back then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just because of that. And obviously that's part of the reason I'm a Braves fan is they were on TV all the time, on TBS. I can understand that. So the Florida State thing, so this is weird. So my my dad's best friend, his wife, graduated from University of Florida. Their daughter went to the University of Florida, graduated, and her father was a professor at the University of Florida. I just struck my diagram. (laughs) One time time she said – go Florida, I was like, my parents thought I was like four or five. And I was like, well, go Florida State. And then, like, from that point on, I've just been like a Florida State. I have no idea. Just very random. But I've never, like, gone away from that. <laughs> so I thought you were going to go to a different hole with that. I was, gonna, I, was, I was thinking maybe you could say, well, up until this year, Carolina's never been a football school. They haven't. but Right, okay. So I thought you were going to say, well, Carolina's got a terrible football team, so I root for Florida State football and Carolina. Right, and Florida State never had a really good basketball program until a couple years ago. Say five, ten years ago. But yeah, I don't know. It's just really random. But I've never wavered from that. I I have have another buddy who's a big Carolina basketball fan as well, and he's a Michigan football fan. 
Jesus. Which I, is I can associate uh, with that, like as a Red Wings fan. But then you guys always. But he's a Sabres fan. You so love so <laughs> me in though as being like a Lions fan. I, obviously, I'm not. I Bill through and through. Let's go Buffalo. But like, I get the Just whole back to your roots. Split I get teams. It. I get it. Like, I want to be a fan of the Red Wings. They're good, but well, they have been they were statistically <laughs> along different periods. But I'm a Bills fan at heart. I'll never be a Lions fan. It's not about the place. It's something about a, a team that draws you in, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The the pro. I think that's my mind is different with like pro sports versus college sports. I've always found it. I think that's why I've never gotten into college sports. I always find it weird to be so invested and root for a school that I didn't go to. Yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. It's and crazy. Then to, you go to and then sp- to pick multiple schools for different sports. Well, you go to a sports bar in Michigan, and it's like all these people are rooting for Michigan State. If you walked up to them and said, hey, where'd you go? They'd say, uh, Traverse City. And it's like, <laughs> what do you? how did you become a Michigan State fan when you spent 40 grand to go somewhere else? Why are you? Uh, didn't get in there, but they grew up if they lived in that state. Yeah, I was going to say, but, I mean, I went to Niagara. They've got, well, they don't have a football team, so obviously that's part of it. But Niagara, that's why I like Niagara, ba- State. Niagara basketball is never going to compete with, like, North Carolina basketball on that level. Now, when Ni- Niagara plays Syracuse next week, you better believe what's going on. Maybe it would be different if, like, song. if I had parents right. that went to those places or, like, a big school. I think that's what a lot of it is, is, like, your parents did that, so it, it fell down the line to you. Well, in the South... Mm. Am I going to root for Mansfield University? No, because I don't have a football team. Um, <laughs> in the South, can't root for Mansfield, dude. I love you, Mom. It's a, it's a degree is a degree. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. wow. That sounds yeah. like a shot. Yikes. <laughs> Not at all. I'm just saying. Listen, and no knock on Taylor's mom, but I also went to Mansfield, and I hated it because they didn't have any sports. They cut football for sprint football, then cut that. I don't think they have any sports over there now. They used to have a good baseball program. They have that uh, – Ah, shit, I forget the name of it. That version of football where the players can't weigh over like 175. That, is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. That sounds like rec league. They cut that too. <laughs> they cut that? Mm-hmm. Oh. I couldn't play. <laughs> so I think uh, they cut that. They've cut like everything over there. So right now, if you want to go to Mansfield, unless you're a fan of someone playing the flute, there's nothing to root they, for. They do have baseball. Shout out to my boss, Dalton. He they still there. have baseball? He, he He's a year older than me, and he just graduated. So, yeah. I thought they as cut far, that program. Unless no, they cut sure it in the last two years or I so. I don't think so. I think they still have baseball. Really? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they they just cut everything. Because <clears throat> the the most up-to-date and the best building on that campus is the music building right in the middle of campus. Mm-hmm. They just pride themselves on flute players. Hey. T- Taylor plays a flute. Don't fix it. I mean, Taylor plays a flute somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Skin flute. Right. That's why you already Wait, said. You just admit to it? <laughs> I mean, you admitted earlier you were blowing and sucking leaves, so. <laughs> Yikes. No, he's blowing, sucking, then he leaves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take me outside. How about that? <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the Joe School of Blind Games, and <laughs> I, I only thought of that because we have basketball on yeah. over your Who's shoulder. Playing right now? Uh, Nobody. Well, it's uh, halftime of somebody. That Rhode Island game was tied. I know that we were watching that earlier. I don't know how that, it's not on the screen now, anymore. I, I, I think Arizona State won. I don't pay up much. I don't pay any attention to college basketball, but it seems like I was flipping through the channels to put a game on, and as these scores go by, it's ranked teams against unranked teams, it seems like. Yeah, and it's all you're right, it's same as college football every year. So I have – You get those early, like I think next Tuesday is the Champions yeah. Classic, which is always – Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Kentucky. So Duke was supposed to play Kansas, whatever. Their game's canceled. 
Yeah. Which leads me to my next thing when I talk about school of the blind. I no no sport or organization has more time to prepare for their seasons than college basketball with the whole COVID situation. And I'm really worried worried they're gonna ruin this. They're gonna mess it up. Because I don't think this year we need North Carolina to play these garbage teams. I don't need Texas to get nineteen points tonight to play some team in some half ass kickoff tournament. We don't need that this year. And I believe there's actually I looked it up, there's they did create a bubbleville. There's yes. uh, there's a, like thirty teams or some shit going on. I don't you have to look it up. They're playing at a Mohegan Sun. They're all there. I'm assuming they're all tested, which made me think, like, why didn't – because they left everything up to, like, the conference officials, didn't they, basically, yeah. for all their stuff. Right. And this is where the NCAA should have stepped in, like an NFL and like you know, or should say, okay, we don't need these half-assed tournaments. You guys are going to play mostly conference games. If you don't end up playing as many games as a Duke or North Carolina, we'll fill your schedule with something close. But why didn't they? These kids are all learning remotely anyway, right? Right. They're all remote anyway, so why wouldn't you just create multiple bubbles throughout the country, have your games there, put yourself in a bubble, take maybe a week off during Christmas or two weeks, come back, go back in another bubble and play meaning games, not meaningless games. So I don't know how they're, I'll say how the schools are paying for it, but those small schools, I don't think they could, I don't think you could take them away for four months and if you, like, if the school had to pay for that. I don't think some of those schools would be able to. I mean, you're talking 356 Division I, One. I games. get it. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, if it's it's not a normal year, any other time I'd say, yeah, yeah they probably can't afford that. But you know, if the the NCA's objective, in my opinion, right now is they need to not fuck this up so they can get to that tournament at the end of the year where they plan on having one big tournament, they will make so much money from that tournament. They'll make money throughout the seasons from. You know, the other schools playing in, you know, TV deals or whatever like that. They can't be, they got to make their money. I get they want to make their money, but nobody else is making as much money. NFL's, I mean, NFL team on average is losing like $35 million a game. The NCAA can't be greedy here. I mean, if they want to make any nest egg, you got to get to that tournament. Don't screw that up. Well, let me piggyback real quick that it's not even as much about this season. You, you can almost chalk this season up as a wash or a loss, but if you, aren't playing these games, you're losing that viewer equity where people are going to, we've got all these sports happening at once. Do you want to miss the entirety season where next year people forget about college basketball? You have to keep that brand equity, let's call it. People forget because it's got a huge following. I mean, I don't watch, I'm not a big fan of college football, but I enjoy college, excuse me, college basketball. I think the big thing, the draw with college basketball over football for me is the structure because we do have a big tournament at the end of the year. And if you screw it up so much where you end up canceling season, canceling games, and you don't, you can't even put 64 teams together in one city for a tournament, you want to talk about losing money. You know what it's like because you didn't do it. You didn't play it last year. It was a lot of money. Before we get too far, I want to clarify. You guys, you've been correct about everything you've said so far. And the one thing that I wanted to point out was that you're talking about pulling students away. This bubbleville that we're talking about is really short. It's only November 25th through December 5th. To say that they couldn't do another 11 days further on in the, like, to say that this is a start of the season, maybe a midday 10 or 11 day getaway, followed by the bubble, the big bubble for March Madness. To say that that's not possible is crazy to me. But, there, there's no way they won't make it through. Yeah, well, and I, I think their thought is these schools going back to their own campus, there's probably no one on campus 
until mid-January anyways. If if for the schools that have kids on campus, so it's almost a bubble to play it's those all, games, it, it, right? And it's right. It should be much easier. Obviously, we've seen a ton of cancellation with college football, but it should be much easier to control fifteen kids than exactly eighty kids or whatever exactly. you know, is on a college football team. Exactly. No, I agree with that one hundred percent. Now I, you make a good point. There's nobody on campus. So what about these small schools? Say they can't go, they can't go to a you know a big city or a hotel somewhere in a bubble. So let's take these smaller conferences. Pick one of the campuses that has open housing. Just host the kids. Have a tournament right there in your gym. Play conference games for the next like three, four weeks. Have facilities. I feel like the objective here has got to be, you know, you're gonna you're just gonna run into cases. I think traveling right now. That's my point. Yeah. And I feel like your objective has got to be even these. You can't exclude these kids that have the right to play and deserve to play at these smaller schools that probably are not going to make the tournament. But if you're the NCAA, you got to step in and say. If you want to have you know success moving forward, we got to have this tournament. Yeah, and I, so I've been obviously I've been watching college basketball since eleven a.m. this morning, but so I'm really happy it's back. But if you tell me, hey, we got to wait another month because we're going to figure out something, and they're only going to play conference games and then go to the tournament, I would be totally fine with that. The only issue, and obviously smaller schools are going to have an issue with that, right? Is because these smaller schools now is their time to play and get these upsets if they can because that's just something else on their resume come tournament time. So I think we're going to see if we see, uh, I don't know, two teams like, I'll take the ACC because I know them better, but like NC State and Miami that are on the bubble this year versus two mid-majors, those two ACC teams are more likely to get in this year because there was no non-conference games for these mid-majors to play, and they played an ACC schedule. So let me throw an idea at you. <clears throat> for these mid-majors. Everything everything in the NCAA is always a committee, right? You know, power rankings, all that. We saw it last night with football where they come out with their first rankings. So everything's a committee. So why don't we have a committee come up and say, okay, you guys are the power conferences, you guys are the mid-majors. Again, we're 2020, nothing's normal this year. You want to give those schools a chance to play into the tournament? What if you, A, expand the tournament a little bit, and B, have a play-in tournament to get into those spots that are where the tournament's expanded? Yeah, or even you say... Just continue to make small bubbles. Or even you say, hey, the Power Five... I, I forget how many conferences there are. There, I don't know. I'll make 20, whatever I would say is. in basketball, but, though. I thought about that earlier, like the Power Five. I feel like in basketball, there's more conferences that are legit than yes, football. correct. But if you say in those bigger conferences, hey, no matter what, your top five teams are in in the regular season, no matter how it finishes, your top five teams are in, these other conferences, your top two are in, but at the same time, you can't – it's hard to do that, right, because those are really small conferences that that second team doesn't deserve to be in at all. And obviously, I, then I, there's a ton of arguments going on. But it, it'll be interesting how it happens. And it's down it, to money. Right, and that's why these small teams travel these – I'm looking at highlights. North Carolina Central and Iowa yeah. right now. North Carolina Central's getting probably a good chunk of money to go play Iowa. Yeah, they are. I'm sure so, they are. I just, feel, I just feel like the objective has got to be in the back of NCAA's mind, uh, the tournament. Yeah. Because you got to think of the – I love the idea of one city, by the way. I think it's great, and they should see how it oh, goes and yeah. maybe do that moving forward. They haven't signed it yet, but hopefully. Right. But I, I'm just thinking of that has to be your objective because I can't imagine the logistics. They're going to go into pulling that off. With, you know, you're going to have multiple locations you to do all these games. And if you're going to put in <clears> – <throat> excuse me, if you're going to put in the time and money and effort – to do that, you got to make sure you at least get there first. Yeah, 
you got something to say, I can tell. That's what they're brewing. No, not really. Soaking it in. Do I agree, disagree with any of this? All good points. I I don't want to shit on college basketball. I just don't watch it at all. Yeah. I, I really don't watch college basketball until like maybe the Elite Eight of the tournament. The meat. You want to wait till yeah. it's the meat. Of hey, the, the meat. meat's out again. That's right. <laughs> you can't stop thinking about it. So, Speaking no. of which, we should probably take this as a time to maybe. It's a time? It's time. Let's talk about Adam's idea. Adam's Thanksgiving. Do you want to pitch it to the people or do you want me to describe it oh, for I, you? I just want to know kind of everybody's dishes for Thanksgiving. Like, is there, is there anything like weird you guys have at Thanksgiving that throws it off? All right. So, so we're Adam recording has this answered my, my question and I, I will do it for him. So what Adam's advocating for is we're all going to pitch an idea for what our favorite dish is, and we're going to figure out definitively what the best Thanksgiving dish is. Do you, agreed? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Adam. It's your you, idea. You, want, oh, you were advocating for one earlier. Oh, because I Plus, know it's the winner, and it's green bean casserole. Catch me outside. So, <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with it. I don't know if it's the best, but I'm, I'm a big green bean casserole fan all day. You, you gotta the key with green bean casserole is you gotta get to it first and oh, get yeah. the crunchy the French fried crispy onions, onions on, top. on top. Yes. If you're fifth in line behind your Uncle Drunky and he clears that off and, and you get the soggy bottom, ones. He's only gotten the he scraped the yeah. whole top inch. And then you get the the corner of the dish, the soggy <laughs> ones, that's no good. So you guys all like yeah. green bean casserole? I'm, I'm uh Yeah. Yeah. All I right. was I was supporting his statement. I wasn't necessarily agreeing with it. So I'm, I'm going to take this a different direction. If that makes sense. <laughs> I don't even like Thanksgiving dinner. You say cranberry sauce, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a fan of, I don't even like cranberry sauce. I don't like it. Thank you. I, I don't eat a ton of turkey. I just, it's just always, I don't know. It's the worst poultry. It's dry. I, I just don't <laughs> like it. I That's why you got deep fry it. Yeah. Deep fried turkey? How many houses and wings? have you burned down? <laughs> None. If we, if we had pizza and wings for Thanksgiving, I'd be more happy than turkey. And Me too. I enjoy my dad's stuffing, but other than that, I just I am not a huge. Allie makes a very good corn casserole. I don't know if you guys have ever had yes. that. Yeah. I mean, I made, that's a staple on ours. Sam made scalp corn. Same thing. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of everything else. And no, it... The cranberry sauce, probably bottom of my list. Oh, Actually, you. it's not even on my list because I would never even, I wouldn't even taste to be like, should I have some of that? Dude, the worst part, like my, I think my mom makes homemade cranberry sauce, like a big helping of it, and she's the only one in the family that eats it. But yeah. when they, when they, that, that when was they, my grandmother. When they get the cranberry sauce in the can and they dump oh, yeah. it out, it and comes it, out can shaped. Like, <laughs> I want you nothing, jiggle it. <laughs> nothing that comes out can shaped. Spam cranberry sauce, you go down the list. I don't want them. <laughs> So I have a food. I don't know if my dad's going to make this tomorrow or not, but he's made it for other things. And I just, I can't, I don't like it. And Alan and I were talking about it the other day, and I want your opinion on this. It's called Ambrosia Sal. You ever had it? No, but it sounds I've, fancy. I've, I've heard of it. It's like. I don't know if I know exactly what, you know what it is. what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, look up Ambrosia Sal. It's got oranges in it. Yes. Is it marshmallows? Uh, it's like a. Is this some cool, Wisconsin shit that's going to have like mayonnaise it's mixed like in? It's like a cool whippy. Yeah. I think it is like a mayo. It cool comes in whip. the parfait like layers. Look it up. Layers. Yeah, I just ambrosia. My my dad always makes these like. I, hey, sorry, I don't, I don't turn out much food. So. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, but uh-oh. Uh, I mean, I never eat it anyway, so oh, I just. Sorry. What is it? Sorry for the reaction, but yeah, I know what you're talking. Uh, it's what o- is ambrosia? It's it's got oranges in it. Yeah, mandarin oranges. 
why is it that when you have when you look up a recipe, it's got to tell you a backstory? I just want the goddamn recipe. Well, you got to click on the correct link. While he's looking that up, the number one must-have is a well-made stuffing with gravy. Over yes. It. If you don't have that, I'm not sitting down at your table. I've got it. It's cream, sugar, vanilla, marshmallows, coconut, oranges, cherries, and pineapples. Yeah. That's like a fruit salad. It's got a weird I texture guess. to it, though. But it's, call it it's, do you have a picture of it, show him? It's mostly, I it shouldn't say mostly. It comes in one of those clear dishes. It's a substantial it amount by of layers, it. usually. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I usually have it. It's just got the oranges in it. But I just. I would be willing to bet Adam like, is not allowed to eat that. I like yeah, that. It would be good for the beaties. I like that version with the oranges, pineapple, and cherries. I, can, I, just, I think it's a texture thing. I'm a weird with a texture person. Do you guys like crunchy stuffing? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's called croutons. If you get it, it's got to be gotta be mixed in, not the whole thing. Yeah. I don't want to break any teeth trying to eat stuffing. Uh, my mom makes wet stuffing and dry stuffing. So I, will, like, I will tomorrow. Oh, no. I'm talking. She, yeah, she makes You both. make it thick enough that you cook it, and so, like, you got a crispy layer. Oh, uh, no. She, well, she makes wet stuffing, which is, like, uh, stuff you're talking about, and then, like, Debsky, dry stuffing, which is just crunchy, which is croutons. Tomorrow, Dude, I'm going to take, take a fork. I'm going to stick it in the turkey and be like, and that'll be it. And then the other, like, 75% of my plate. Sides. Stuffing. Oh. <laughs> not not just, just sides, but maybe, stuffing. Maybe some taters. You know, earlier, Russ, did you have something else you wanted to add in before I yeah, break I just, the bank I'm, here? I'm the stuffing guy. I've been, I've made it the last it's few years. It's a solid choice. It's Throw a little, irrefutable. a road rosemary and uh, diced green apples in it. We, I think we all heard that. we all decided this earlier. You might have not agreed yet, but now that we've talked it out, beer, <laughs> ultimate Thanksgiving dish. <laughs> it works before the meal, during the meal, after the meal, yeah. and everybody likes it. So before the meal, this applies at Christmas for me also. My mom makes fresh banana bread. Got to have that. I had a whole Ooh. loaf of banana bread this week. It's yeah, funny you say that because I was thinking about bringing up banana bread because I I'm part of a generation where when we refer to something as good, it's it's the meme culture, right, where we, we refer to Twitter a lot. Yeah, if something's you. really good, we say it's banana bread at work. So, yeah, banana bread wins. I've never heard that. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Must be you and your TikTok crew or but something. To, to continue my theme of being a horrible son, um, my, dad, <laughs> my dad makes – he slaves over these damn pies. And my dad, apparently he does. I've, had, I've tried them. My dad makes <clears> – Tried? Like, from scratch, like crust, felling. He even makes his own whipped cream. Can I come tomorrow? Dude, yeah. so listen, I'll tell you what. I will talk to my dad tomorrow and be like, Dad, can you make us a pie for the podcast next week yeah. and see if I can bring it? Dude, I don't eat his pies. I'm like Are the you? world's worst kid. Dude, I'm, wow. dude, I'm pumped. So He made me cookies for We tomorrow. had change, significant change of plan, so we're just, the my family, just, just the four of us are eating at our house tomorrow. But- my mom is making me a pumpkin pie to bring to the house, and I'm the my wife won't eat the pumpkin pie, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm with her. Dude, no thanks. A pumpkin pie all day. My birthday in February. My mom's like, "Hey, what do you want?" I was like, "Oh, pumpkin pie." But she's like, "Then I gotta use the canned stuff." I'm like, "I don't care." Oh, dude, just, pumpkin pie all day. When I cut into a pumpkin, the last thing I think of is I I want to grind this shit up and <laughs> eat it. <laughs> dude, pumpkin pie all day, all day. Pass. I'll just sit there, cool up on top. Probably triple the yeah. cool whip that I have pie, but either, either way. Speaking of food, I just noticed he transitioned from uh, blue light to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, he's got well, a, one. He's a weird. He never, he always comes with multiple drinks, but it's never the same drink. And I've like, never seen like, this oh, guy gonna... drink water one time in my no. life. Oh, Water's I've not met. good for the beaties. <laughs> I don't, 
<laughs> I can't tell I can't tell you the last time I was like, Oh, give me a bottle of water. Although my wife she's doing some challenge start of the year, but she's like, Can you just drink like a hundred ounces of water a day? Can you try that? Oh, so I'm gonna try it. I could do that easy. Dude, yeah. she so she her, her challenge has like a gallon of water a day or whatever. But yeah, I'm like I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, those challenges are great when you work in an office because you can just get up and go. But like if you work in a trade and you're like trying to drink a gallon of water, do you know how hard it is to try and pee every hour? Isn't this guy outside all the time? Yeah, oh, you want me to just pee in Kyle's yeah, yard? So the customer's <laughs> <front> yard. <laughs> what are you doing? Water in your shrubs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's a little concentrated. I've drank a gallon of water today. <clears throat> I, I'm just saying it, it it's good, but probably not practical for most. You guys like sweet potatoes? No. Yes. What? That's oh. a dessert. Sweet potato You're talking casserole? About yams a dessert? With the, yams with those marshmallows on top? You can't tell it's me that's a, a side. No, no. Sweet no. potatoes, as a general statement, is not a dessert. I like sweet potato fries. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have stars this week, or were you going to yeah, scroll through? Or? I got, I got, I'll be honest with you. I got one star. All right. Let, let's let's shape it up, then. We're at an hour and a half. Let's. Are we? Yeah. Okay. I, I text Kyle about... I don't know, 6.30 tonight and said I have no stars. I can't come up with anything. There has been it's an odd week, right? I, I had a very over so, time. We've been I, so overwhelmed with sports, and now it's like I don't want to – I don't know. Kyle told me he has one. Am I, I, am I stealing yours? No. Okay. Uh, go so ahead. I'll just give a shout-out then to Joe Burrow. We've already talked about him. We've had a few players – We I say that like I'm part of the NFL here. You are. There have been a few players that have gone down with ACL injuries, but I think when the number one – Picking the draft goes down after having a pretty good rookie year. Uh, it's magnified a little more. He did throw for almost 2,700 yards, 13 TDs to only five interceptions, and also had three rushing TDs. So, I don't know, just kind of give him a shout-out. Kind of a, a star of this season, I guess I'll say. A good rookie year, and hopefully we'll see him back Only soon. five picks on a bad team. Yeah. I'm going to call him the rookie of the year this year over Herbert. Yeah, Herbert's got to be the favorite. Yeah. Uh, my only star this week is Patrick Mahomes. Just because, I mean, the guy is, he continues to impress. He's only thrown two interceptions this year and are both against the Raiders. And what solidified it for me this week was that yeah. game-winning drive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If I had to force myself to come up with three stars, he would have been on mine also yeah. for that drive. So Mahomes. It's a good pick. I did write down three stars. Well, Floor's yours. Well, <laughs> Sorry. That was extremely loud as well. We're going to cease uh, and desist here soon with all this music. <laughs> My third star is the pride of Chickasha, Oklahoma. Robert Streb, who won the RSM Classic this past week. Oh, okay. His second PGA Tour win. He beat Kiz, our guy Kiz, in a playoff. Oh, but um, he also won the McGladgy Classic in 2014, which was is now the RSM Classic. So he's won that tournament twice. Glad you it's a weird stat to see someone win the same but different tournament yeah. <laughs> twice. <laughs> it changed like sponsors, I think, the year after they said. Um, I also have BYU football. Um, playing very well, 9-0 and right now. And I think college football playoff, they came 14th, which Politics. is absolutely crazy to Politics. me. Um, uh, my first star is college basketball. Just Overall. Football? Coming back. Okay. I'm ready. I can appreciate that. We didn't know what was going to happen. So yeah. I'm, re- I'm ready every day. By the way, Russ. Every right. day for the next, like, You are part of the NFL because their theme is it takes all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys out there just don't understand it does take all of us. <laughs> I, I don't have a star this week. Do you have anybody else you wanted to wrap no, up? I okay. don't. You got a dud? Uh, 
So I just wanted to take a quick second, if that's okay. I, I, it's Thanksgiving Eve. No, you can't. I, I think it's a good time for a reminder that it's been really weird. It's just good to keep it light here. It's a, the first official no dud week. Right? There's been no no duds. You might have some people that don't clap at that. They look forward to your duds. I, maybe, but I think it's important for just a 10-second PSA. Keep it light. You're going to see people you haven't seen in a while. Let's all reconvene in a week with good memories from this. It's just been too heavy. But there is one thing I want to take you out on. I know you got to do your closing segment, but I want to take you out. I don't have a closing segment. You don't have a closing segment? Not really. All right, then can I wrap it up real you quick? Can, can, wrap it up? can I take now. it? Yeah. Wrap, wrap it twice. All right, don't forget to like Hit the like button, subscribe, and if you're on the Apple Podcast, hit subscribe there, obviously. We've got a lot of back podcasts you can listen to. Make this Thanksgiving banana bread at work. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>